Morning everybody, how you doing today? In this episode of the show, we're gonna talk about Facebook's F8 conference and information management. Now, you've probably seen a bunch of headlines uh, about Facebook's F8 conference, specifically about the keynote from Mark Zuckerberg and a number of key Facebook leaders. And of course, there's some really interesting highlights. There's some new Oculus VR headwear. Um, there's a brand new design look uh, for Facebook that they're dubbing FB8. Um, there's some cool new features in Instagram. Uh, they're debating taking away visible likes in Instagram, so you won't see the actual counts. Um, there's a whole bunch of little tiny features here and there. But the biggest theme and the biggest takeaway is Facebook is saying, I'll repeat that, Facebook is saying all the right things about privacy. You know, after they've had year after year after year of scandal after scandal after scandal around not really respecting uh, our privacy. So they're saying all the right things, the messaging is on point, and really what it boils down to is that they see the world in two ways now, uh, having a public town square and private living rooms. Welcome to F8. Today, we are going to talk about building a privacy-focused social platform. So, the basic idea here is that, you know, in all of our lives, we have our, our public spaces, like our town squares, and we have our private spaces, like our living rooms. And in our digital lives, we also need uh, both public and private spaces. And, and their idea is that um, they've built out the town square, they've built out the digital town square where people can exchange ideas and meet other people, but the behaviors in the town square are very different than what you would do in your living room. They want to enable you to connect in the living room. Now, part of this is the pushback from all the scandals, part of this is the growth of Messenger and WhatsApp and Instagram messaging, um, but really it's also a reflection on competition from Apple's iMessage. Um, and other factors that are sort of pushing people um, into smaller spaces. And it turns out, you know, as much as we said, this is super cool, we can all connect on these massive global networks with millions and millions of people. Really, it comes back to Dunbar's number with 150 friends and who's really meaningful to you. Is that uh, a group that you belong with? Is that your close friends? Is that your uh, work life, your sports team? There are these smaller groups. So Facebook continue to hit on the message time after time, public town square, private living rooms. And that totally makes sense. That's all what we wanted to hear. Um, and that would be a wonderful thing if we had these digital spaces um, where we could assure ourselves of the security and privacy of this living room idea while sharing what we want, presenting what we want to the world out in the town square. Now there's been lots of anal uh, analysis about these announcements, um, about the specific product announcements, um, but the key takeaway and what I wanna dive into here is the timelines. Um, so uh, Mark Zuckerberg said that this is all gonna take years and everything they pretty much announced was in the future. The, the mobile app got redesigned and pushed out for some folks in the US and Canada um, and they're gonna see that this week, but a lot of the stuff uh, that they announced is coming on the next few months um, by the uh, or by the end of the year. So it's all forward looking, but a few of the things that jumped out, um, specifically around messaging, they said it's gonna take years to do, years. 
So the specifically, uh, one of the ideas that I wanna talk about and it ties to information management, it ties to your organization, is around the unification of their three major messaging products. So right now on Facebook, you can uh, use um, Facebook Messenger uh, to talk to each other in groups or individually. You can use uh, WhatsApp, which used to be a separate product, but now it's just a, a Facebook product line. Um, and then Instagram DMs. And they're gonna unify all three of these on a common messaging platform. And they're gonna adopt a lot of the principles of WhatsApp and the biggest one of those is end-to-end -end encryption. And the idea behind end-to-end -end encryption is that my device has a key, your device has a key, and if we encrypt on this device, only encrypted tra traffic goes to your device where you can then decrypt it um, so that only access uh, by device to device or user account to user account has um, the access to these uh, messages. So that nobody in between, whether, and this was the line from Facebook, whether hackers, government, or even themselves, nobody could access that conversation. And that's a really good thing, though we've seen some significant challenges with WhatsApp, um, specifically in India, around misinformation spreading um, through these venues as well, because obviously you can open up a conversation uh, with uh, other people besides the people you know, and that conversation itself is encrypted, which means it also can't be monitored. But specifically, Zuckerberg started to talk about um, the difficulties of overhauling all of this infrastructure. There's two plus billion people on Facebook. They all have Messenger. Um, this is going to take a long time. But I thought it was really, really fascinating because it brings up this sort of bigger issue. Can you take a infrastructure that was not designed to isolate information and to manage information properly or in a way that respected privacy in the stance you now want? Let me rephrase that because that came out awkwardly. Designing originally an infrastructure that says anybody inside can access all this data and do analytics, do research, things like that. So basically an open book to internal Facebook teams and now overhauling it to say you can't access this data at all or under these very strict controls is only when you can access that data. That's a huge undertaking. And in fact, it's something that most of us miss and impacts us all um, more than we realize. So we saw this popular, uh, or not popular, but it's sort of widespread um, in the last few years leading up to GDPR. The requirements around GDPR to be able to account to EU citizens if you had their data and who had access to it kind of blew a lot of people out of the water and said like, what? I need to be able to tell you who can access this data and where it is. And essentially a lot of the answers I got from organizations was, yeah, anyone inside our organization can, can access this data because there's very little separation or isolation built in from the forefront. And tying that directly to cybersecurity, we don't know the level of information a lot of the time that's in our organization or have any controls around um, providing or preventing access beyond inside outside. That's basically the situation Facebook is in. You're inside or you're outside. Um, and then they've layered access controls on top of it for the user population, but not internally in the teams. And they have to adjust that. They're going to go under uh, undergo a fundamental restructuring. Now, the advantage is they already have WhatsApp with uh, hundreds of millions of users there on this type of an infrastructure, but it's a really fascinating problem. So let's put that aside for a second. Why do you care? So besides the Facebook case, uh, obviously, you know, most of us are on Facebook and we care from that perspective. Facebook has an, uh, uh, an oddly disproportionate influence on how we view the digital domain. But I think the lesson here is absolutely critical for every organization. You are handling a ton of information and right now you're probably mishandling it without even knowing it. You have uh, really broad user permissions to that data. When people don't 
need to access it, right? And there's a ton of products that are uh, built around providing this access to people and opening things up to run all sorts of cool machine learning models, uh, providing people insights. And the general view is, hey, everybody should have access to this data inside, outside. But I think you need to be far more granular than that. Um, not just for privacy, obviously there's privacy and data trust concerns around there, but also just from a security perspective. You shouldn't have just one level you're in or you're out, um, or three levels you're in, you're out, or you're in the inner circle. You need to be able to account for who can access data when and where, what systems can access uh, data and under what circumstances, because that's the only way you can then go about protecting it. If you don't know what you're protecting and what's actually important and what levels of importance the organization and the business assigns to that, how could you ever protect that information properly? You're missing critical um, metadata about your data to make security decisions. Basically, you're shooting in the dark saying, you know what, everything's priority one. And as we all know, if everything's priority one, nothing is priority one. So a little food for thought today. How does your organization handle information management? Do you have formalized information management? If you go talk to random employees, random teams, do they know how to classify information? Do they know against what structure? Do they know how to evaluate whether something they've created is sensitive, whether it can be shared, under what circumstances can it be shared? All of this stuff should be built into our cultures and it's not. Facebook is gonna be a very public example of a very difficult culture change um, that hopefully we'll be able to see. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg promised transparency. I don't know if we'll get it to that level because it is not going to be pretty over this uh, next few years. I hope they are successful because I think the vision they're pitching is wonderful. Um, whether it's gonna be reality or not is a question for another day. Let me know online, hit me up uh, at MarkNCA for those of you in the vlogs in the comments down below. And as always by email, me at MarkN.ca. Hope you're set up for a fantastic day and I'll see you on the next episode of the show.